this thing is a great gift day, um, a strip show, dance show. We're there, dude. Welcome back, guys. It's on today's show. Are you ready for Pool Mageddon, the chlorine shortage of 2021? And we'll dive into the secret behind Dogecoin and is Cinco de Mayo going away here in the United States? And have you ever seen a gentle koala get mad? Well, stay tuned for that as well. All this and much, much more will be discussed here on Deacon, Deacon, <laughs> Deacon Live. I figure out the name of the show here eventually. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Are you doing all right? It's getting warmer out there. It's getting a little hot. It's getting a little humid. We had some big storms rolling through here uh, recently. I hope everyone's doing okay, and I hope you're doing all right. Now, as far as us here on the French, now, for those of you who don't know, we live on uh, 22-some-odd acres uh, just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And um, we have, uh, you know, goats and chickens, not goats, sorry, neighbors got goats. We've got horses and cows and chickens and dogs and cats and all the stuff that come in between and go in and out of that. We are isolated, so uh, we have to travel anywhere a great distance to go out to eat or anything like that. And so my wife and I, we happened recently now that they've kind of lifted some of the mass mandates here in the, uh, little town that we live in. So what we try to do is when we go out on Saturday, uh, we like to take a moment or two and stop by and pay patronage to some of the, uh, the local places, the local eateries and stuff. And so we'll go out and do some things and then stop and, and have a, a small bite to eat and, uh, maybe a couple beers and stuff and have a little appetizer and then a, a light lunch and then, and head back on the road. And I told you last week about the chicken wing shortage. So I, I, we stopped at this one place called Southern Roots. It's a really, really nice place. Could be a little bit, I don't know. There's, there's something about it. It just it doesn't fit in just right with me just yet. But for the most part, it's a great place to eat. They got great food. They got great drink specials. For those of you who don't know, you're not allowed to have drink specials like happy hour here in in the Carolinas. It's got to happen like from doors open to doors closed. So if you want two dollar Miller Lite drafts, it's got to happen from doors open to doors closed. There's no like two for ones or anything like that. So anyway, so we're sitting there, and my wife and I were sitting at the high top. You know, the high top by the bar. They don't allow people to sit at the bar yet. So I'm sitting there. Uh, with my wife and we're sitting there and I'm like going, you know what? That I, I want some wings. I want some wings. And it just so happens the guy next tabletop over, next four high top next to us had some chicken wings and looking at them, he must had 20 of them on his plate and they were completely stripped, deboned everything. <laughs> I mean, he looked like he had a, his fill of them. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking over my shoulder at him and his food. And he had a couple Budweiser's and he kind of leans over to me. He's like, their chicken wings are the best. I'm like, you know what? I was just thinking that I'm going to get some chicken wings because I haven't had chicken wings in a long time. So I did. My wife's like, well, what am I going to have? What are, are we going to share something? Yes, we'll share something, but I want chicken wings for my, my lunch. Okay. And I'll get a wrap. All right. So I order the chicken wings and I'm looking at the sauces and I'm looking at it and it says mild. And then the next one is Carolina Reaper. And then like teriyaki, honey mustard, garlic, uh, something, I don't know. It wasn't a, a spice or, anything, or not a spice. It was just like lemon pepper, I think was one of them, and then something else. And I go, oh, man, I don't want to get like mild wings because I, I like a little heat, little heat, not a lot, just a little heat. But it goes like mild. Normally they have after mild, what do they have? They have hot or house hot or something like that. But they just went from mild to Carolina Reaper. And then all the other, what the girls eat. When I say the girls eat, you know, teriyaki, lemon pepper, orange tangerine, watermelon. I don't know what girls eat. 
I don't know what girls eat on their chicken wings. I just know that I want either hot wings or hot my wings or barbecue or something like that. Waitress comes over and she says, uh, what can I get you? We'll get an appetizer. We'll get your shrimps. And for lunch, she'll have the chicken wrap, fiesta wrap, I think it's called or something like that. And I'll have wings. How would you like them? I just looked at her and I said, I, I just want them hot. That's all I want. Thinking in my mind that she's going to concoct some kind of hot thing in the back that doesn't mean Carolina Reaper. So we're sitting there and we're eating our, our appetizer. They got a real nice sauce on them. So I'm eating the, their fried shrimp. Christ, a whole freaking boat. I mean, a boat, like a fry boat. You know, the, the red with the, the plastic red thing with the lattice all. I mean, a whole thing of those shrimp. And they were big. What do they call them? 2130s, something like that. You guys know what I'm talking about. So we're sitting there eating those. All of a sudden, you know, I say all of a sudden. So here comes the, here comes the food. You guys ready for, yeah, I'll take another middle light. She'll take another, uh, Mick Ultra. So she puts the wings down in front of me and she puts the, the wrap down over there for my wife and before i could say anything my wife goes whoo i can smell those and i'm like going in my head i'm like going i know you can smell them they're the fucking carolina reaper wings <laughs> and i'm like going what the hell i've never i've never had personally never had carolina reaper wings i don't know i always hear horrible stories that that's like you know you got Mild, you got your jalapenos, you got your uh, banana peppers, jalapenos, poblanos, uh, habanero. It's about as hot as I want to go. Then there's like a ghost pepper and then Carolina Reaper. The name itself makes you want to kill yourself. Reaper is in the name. Like Reaper, like R.I.P. See you later. I'm out of here. So I sit there and I go, all right, well, enjoy. <laughs> she walks away. I'm like, okay, thanks. So I'm sitting there and I'm like looking at them. And they're, I mean, they're smothered. Smothered and covered is what they call them. I'm looking at them, and I'm like, all right, here we go. Take a sip of my beer. She brings me a brand new beer. Take a sip of that. And she's like, go ahead, honey. And I go, shh, 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 don't rush me. You're going to mess everything up. Don't rush me. So I grab one, and I'm like, how bad can it be? Now, I put blue cheese on mine. You know, you can you can split the whole entire, your audience, by some people like wings, some people like flats. There's an argument between ranch and blue cheese. I'll do blue cheese all day long. Ranch, screw that. I'll put ranch on my salad. Blue cheese, is this is the only thing I put blue cheese on out of everything in my whole culinary rotisserie of things that I eat. So I take the wing, and I just kind of tip it. In the in the blue cheese, and I take a bite, and I'm eating. Mm -hmm -hmm. Oh, it's not that it's not that bad. Mm -mm. Nope. Two seconds later, beat of sweat on my head, and I've got a hat on. Take another bite, more beads of sweat. I'm like, babe, I'm sorry. I I've got to take my hat off. You know, I know I didn't comb my hair this morning. She's like, no, 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 go ahead, go ahead. So I put the wing down, and I have because I'm a professional. I have a stack of napkins to wipe my fingers off with my hands and then i've got a stack of napkins to wipe my forehead off with you see where i'm going because you don't want to wipe your head with the same damn damn napkin that you were wiping your mouth with and you get hot sauce all over your forehead and your eyes are burning you can't see and someone's got to drive you home so uh, i'm sitting there eating them and she's like how are they i'm like they are fucking hot <laughs> i can barely breathe i thought i was maintaining my composure maintaining my composure why why honey they are delicious as ever you know i wish they I could eat these every day. In my mind, I'm like going, don't pass out. <laughs> Keep breathing. Because, you know, it's Caspian is what gives it the hot stuff. It's the Caspian that, you know, they what they actually, what's Caspian, Deacon? It's what they put in goddamn pepper spray. That's why they call it pepper spray. And they, you spray your, your victims or whatever, your uh, assailant. You spray them with the 
pepper spray. So, ah, shit, it's in my eyes. I can't do anything. This is what I'm eating. I'm eating military-grade freaking pepper spray. So I'm sitting there sweating, and my wife's like, you know what's funny? She's like, I've seen you eat hot wings before. And I, I've heard about people sweating when they eat hot stuff. I've never seen you sweat and eating hot stuff at the same time like that. She's like, are you okay? She kept going, are you okay? I got to a point where I'm like, I'm okay. Eat your wrap. Eat your food. I'm fine. I said, do you want to try it? No, I don't want to try it. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm like, okay. So I get down to, it's a, a bowl, a boat of 10. So I get the 10 off the top. Now I've got the, I've got, I'm sorry. There's 10 in the, in the boat. So I get the five off the top. You know what I'm talking? You, they pile them up. And they, so now I got the, the five down on the bottom. Now the five on the bottom have been sitting in the sauce <laughs> for as long as it took me to eat the five on the top. And I'm wiping my, you know, wipe my hands off with one napkin, put that over there. And then I grab the other napkin that's sitting on my left hand side and I pa- I'm patting my forehead to wipe it off. Not for nothing. There was a group of girls over there cackling and gackling and stuff, like playing catch up. I guess the kids were in school or something there. And I'm like, I can see them out of my corner of my eye. They're looking at me. I know they're looking at, I know they're looking at me. They're looking at me. I know they are. Are they looking at me? I look up and they're not looking at me. <laughs> so I've got that playing in my head. Don't pass out. Uh, keep eating these wings and just keep going. And my mouth is just on fire. Blue cheese, beer, blue cheese, <laughs> wing dipping in the blue cheese, wing, and then eating it. So then I take a break. My wife goes, you want a bite of my sandwich? Um, yeah. I think I'll try a bite of your sandwich. Anything. Anything, right? Take a bite of the sandwich, give it back to her. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like looking at these next five. What's wrong? Well, these five have been in the pool for a very, very long time. That means the pool water has been soaking and getting in all the little crevices in the hot wing, where the whole wing is basically just drenched in this Carolina Reaper sauce. I'm like, all right, I can do it. I can do it. She's like, you know you can wipe the sauce off. No, no, no. What? What kind of man would I be if I wipe the sauce? Can you imagine me sitting there? Can I help you, sir? No. Is everything fine here, sir? Oh, yeah, everything's fine. Um, I'm, what are you doing? I'm just wiping this hot sauce off because I'm a pussy. No, I can't do that. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, here we go. Had everything ready. Had all my, I had a brand new stack of hand napkins on the right hand side. My forehead napkins on the left hand side. I've got a full beer in front of me and I've got half of a, what are they, like a half ounce of blue cheese in front of me. Ready to go. Here we go. Wing number six, wing number seven, wing number eight, nine, almost passed out on nine. Wing number 10, I'm done. Boom. Done. Whoo. Wipe my hands, wipe my forehead with the other ones. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. And so I said, babe, I'll be right back. I got to go wash my hands because I'm done eating. I got to go wash my hands. So I go in and wash my hands, come back. And so on the ride home, because of all that Caspian and stuff and the hot wings and stuff, the next day I woke up, I was like, hmm, I guess that affected my taste buds a little bit. It did. I think it did. And when we come back, I'll tell you what happened the next morning after eating these these chicken wings. And it's not what you think. Believe me, it's not what you think. Uh, you're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Bad bitch next Sunday. Talking to, I ain't no weak link. You not just really telling me what I'm finna do. I'm a West now, nigga, but I fuck out pose. And if she hop up in this whip, I'ma tell her I go. Look at here, get to that money on a Monday. He bustin', I ain't talking gunplay. How you gon' say I got bitches and you ain't seen me with them? Bring them all out to of my Los Angeles. You're listening to Dre Five with his latest song, Sunday, featuring Fatso Loso. For more information, go to profitradio.com. Do you know what sucks about internet radio? Absolutely fucking nothing, nothing. Profit Radio. Do you suffer from Crohn's? 
Mr. Beast does, and we are here to help him. That I just want to give to Mr. Beast because I'm the other day. I was like, oh man, that's kind of true. No one gives me anything. No one gives me anything. No one gives me anything. To learn more, go to Profit Radio and click Mr. Beast. now presents you an eclectic Brazilian-American songwriter and singer that lives in New Jersey. Her name is Eric DeLima with her latest song, Turn the Light Off, from her upcoming album, What I've Got. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Take your time to understand, baby I'm a good friend, you're gonna feel my good intentions, my appeal is not too much. I just came to invite you, so let's have a good day. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We're broadcasting from the Help Mr. B Studios, located just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And the way you help Mr. Beast is go to our Profit Radio website, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, uh, P-R-O-P-H-E-T radio.com. And uh, you can see the little link there that says uh, Mr. Beast. And what it is is this gentleman has created something to help people with Crohn's disease. And he wants to get his message to Mr. Beast, who's got 60 million followers. And the only way to get through him is obviously through Deacon Lives. Make sure you uh, click and share and, and tag Mr. Beast in there as well. So now right, we're back home that night. You know, we did our stuff. We got home probably about 1 o'clock, 1.30. Uh, did our daily stuff for the day. And then that night we had uh we had meatballs. I made meatball subs, you know, put them in the crock pot and sauce and kind of guinea it up a little bit and you know we had real nice bakery rolls and i know i'm making everyone starving i'm starving starving so my wife and i had that you know we had a couple drinks uh, throughout the night she likes the peanut butter whiskey i think that um pairs very well with a meatball sub and uh, i just have miller like which pairs well with everything so the next morning she wakes up or we wake up and we start our daily chores and stuff and then i have breakfast and i'm like you know i always make my wife breakfast in the morning i'm like what can i make you this morning for breakfast ah uh, just a couple of scrambled eggs with a little cheese on top all right no problem. Scramble them up. Do the Gordon Ramsay thing where you heat the pan for a little bit and pick it up and heat the pan and as you're scrambling, check it out. It's really cool. So once we're all done, I, I give her the, the eggs and stuff. Once I get breakfast all made and stuff, I'm, I'm sitting down next to her at the, the little island in the center of our kitchen and I'm eating my breakfast and she's like, I can't taste anything. And I'm like, what? She's like, I can't taste anything. I said, well, babe, I'm the one who shouldn't be able to taste anything because I had friggin' Carolina Reaper raping my friggin' taste buds on my tongue. I shouldn't be able to taste anything. What do you mean you can't taste anything? Well, I can't, I can't taste anything. All right. So is it like completely numb, completely no tasting? No. And I feel a little, feel a little weak today. And I'm like, oh God. She's like, I think I have coronavirus. No, you don't. No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You know why? Because I said you don't. And what I said goes. No, no. Let's let's just let's you know let's relax in the in the family room or the TV room and stuff, and we'll relax in there for a little bit. 
and watch some TV. And this is, uh, I forget what day this is. Saturday? No, Sunday. It's going into Sunday because we went out on Saturday. Sunday afternoon. So she's sitting there laying on the couch and she's taking her, do we have a thermometer? <laughs> yes, we have a, a thermometer. Would you like me to go get it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know, laying on the couch. Oh, somebody please serve me. No, she's not that way. She's like, yeah, can you, I'll go get it, babe. I'll be right back. Go get it. It's a digital thermometer. She sticks it under her tongue. Comes up. 97.5. All right. It's a good rock and roll station. Sure. But you know, your temperature is supposed to be 98.5. I said, when it gets towards 100, then we'll worry. She clicks it again. 98.3. Another good rock station? Sure. No, you're fine, babe. I don't know. It's creeping up. And it finally, it didn't get any higher than that. So she was worried about it. And I said, well, you know, maybe you burnt your tongue because I burnt my tongue, wasn't paying attention. You know, the <laughs> lights and all that stuff the day before. I probably, I burnt my tongue. So I've got my burnt tongue with Carolina Reaper influences on top of it. I had a hard time tasting my breakfast in the morning. I just chalked it up to, I killed my taste buds <laughs> with all that. It just, they just quit on me. So I'm thinking, babe, are you Sure, you didn't burn your tongue because that, that, I mean, the meatball sub was hot. I mean, it was in the crock pot all day, and we basically just dished it out and threw it on the plate and threw it in the sub and, you know, melty cheese and all the stuff that goes with it. And bacon, I put bacon on mine. Ew. Are you sure you didn't burn your tongue? I don't think I did. It doesn't feel like I did. All right, well, so let's, we'll carry on and, and see what happens. I'm going to take emergency, the emergency, you know, the tablet or the packet. So she takes that. Everything's fine. Next day, we go and roll into Monday, roll into, she's fine. She's fine. She just had a little panic attack. I think in the process, it's been hot out. And she, for those of you who don't know, she rides horses. And I think she just got a little, little exerted with the heat. And we had a cold day and a really, really hot day because we had these storms come through. So the humidity and stuff, it might have wiped her out. I think I pushed her a little too hard. Get out there. So she's fine. Everything's good. It's just There's no uh, COVID-19 worry here at the French, part farm, part ranch. We call it the French here in Marshville. Now, one company you think should not pair up with another company is okay you know for anyone that has children out there when there i never knew this as a kid growing up not that my parents didn't care anything but i don't remember getting like snacks and stuff as a child growing up i didn't know i didn't understand that you know kids got cheerios and kids got something like snack stuff one company right now that's pairing up with a company that kids get fed all the time like little like two three-year-olds one of the snacks that you give is the little what's the little goldfish are they goldfish i think that's what they're actually called is goldfish right so you give your kid he's in the back seat kid gets a little couple goldfish and stuff but right now they're making an adult version of in my opinion an adult version of the goldfish goldfish teams up with frank's red hot for a limited edition spicy crackers and how to win a free bag would you i don't know would you like to do that goldfish is spicing up its smile fish-shaped crackers. The Pepper's Fire brand teamed up with Frank's Red Hot for a limited-time edition Goldfish Frank Hot Crackers. Well, that's a mouthful in itself. The fish will swim into stores nationwide in May. Officials of the parent company, Campbell Snacks, are sharing the exclusive today with us. The number one requested flavor for Goldfish was a hot and spicy. Really? Are adults eating these little goldfish? If you do, by all means, let me know. And the way you do is go to ProfitRadio.com, click on the Be Heard section, uh, leave us a message, comes right to our inbox, and and we'll play it on the air. Spicy foods and snacks have been a growing popularity in the recent years. In a survey conducted in 2020, a producer of spices and herb extracts, more
more than half consumers said that they chose spicy options for their meals. The goal of the new flavor is to broaden the audience of goldfish to more of an adult consumer. Right, see? The crackers got their start geared up to adults as a bar or as a bar snack. The pivot was made that people were giving it to enjoy with their little kids. So it has been the foundation that goldfish brand, and you know, the goldfish, a little white or white bag, and you can throw a little couple goldfish in their thing. They even have little kid snack carriers that are shaped like the goldfish. Mommy, mommy, no more fish in my big fish. All right, we'll throw some in. What if you accidentally throw like your, the Frank's Red Hot goldfish in your kid's thing? It's going to be messed up. Or, or, hear me out here. Let's say the kid goes to the cabinet and sees the patented, can't read yet, sees the patented orange goldfish. The little kid goes, ah, goldfish, mama, dada, lovey. I like he. I'm, and he gets the thing out of the cabinet. You always hear about kids climbing up the counter to steal cookies. What if a kid does that? Throws a whole mouth or a whole handful in his mouth of the hot ones. Are they going to have to put a warning label on that? I don't know. Let's see what happens. So anyways, Frank's hot sauce is teaming up with goldfish, which is a weird combination. It's a weird combination just because of what goldfish itself represents. All right, when we come back, we'll dive into the show and get to all the serious stuff, and we'll have some fun. Big show planned for you today, so stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. No surrender. Will I survive? My hands are tied. I remember the taste of when I'm lost tonight. Kiss me goodbye. I remember the taste of you. I remember the taste of you. A pop. R&B artist from Detroit, Michigan, with the support of Lady Gaga's producer, Nay Luma, has a new song out called Remember the Taste. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Who the hell do you think you are? You are listening to the best inner rock. Inner rock. I'm going to kill you and do it again. Um, try this button here. You are listening to the best internet rock station, Profit Radio. Make sure you follow us on Facebook, like our page. I'm listening to you talk, I'm looking in your eyes, but all I can see is you taking more poundings than Omaha Beach before the ground assault began. <laughs> Deacon Live now presents to you Royal X with his latest song, Yose. Find him on Instagram at Royal X Music One. Yo sé, yo sé que tú te quieres tocar. Yo sé que tú te quieres besar. Yo sé, yo sé. Quiero contigo beber, beber hasta la amanecer. Beber, yo te quiero comer. Otra vez, otra vez. Yo Welcome sé, back to Deacon Live. We are broadcasting from the Help Mr. B studio located just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, in a beautiful little town we like to call Marshville. And the way you help Mr. Beast is to go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio, click on the Mr. Beast video, make sure you copy, like, share, all that stuff that helps him get better with his Crohn's disease. Now, also, while you're there, make sure you go to the uh, social contacts and, and all the stuff that links us to you and you to us and for every podcast we do. We also have a matching video in real time. You can see everything 
going on here in the studios and the articles that I'm talking about uh, in real time as we're uh, discussing them here on the air. Now, here's something that's being discussed, which is kind of crazy. Today, actual today, is Cinco de Mayo. So, happy Cinco de Mayo. Is it happy Cinco de Mayo? Do we know why we're doing Cinco de Mayo? I know this has been beaten in the ground every year. Everyone's like going, yay, Cinco de Mayo. It's Corona beers, Tostitos, or, or, or tortilla chips, hot sauce, all the whole Mexico. Everyone runs around with sombrero. But in a way, it's getting to the point where now that we're learning more and more about what actual Cinco de Mayo is, it's being more offensive to the actual Mexican culture. Contrary to popular belief, Cinco de Mayo doesn't commemorate Mexico's Independence Day. May 5th marks the day that the Mexican army's victory over France in the Battle of Puebla during the Franco-Mexican War, or the French-Mexican War, in 1862. Mexican's Independence Day is actually celebrated on September 16th. Now, 10% of Americans only knew the true reason behind this holiday, yet it has turned into a day where a lot of people get cheap margaritas and wear sombreros. People thinking about drinking in bars have no idea about this celebration in the strength and the power and the resilience of the Mexican people to overcome invaders that were trying to take their land. French Emperor Napoleon III, I almost said dynamite, but out of force I have it, wanted to claim the Mexican territory for himself, sent his troops to force Mexican President Benito Juarez and the government out of Veracruz. On May 5th, 1862, in Pueblo de Los Angeles, this is in Mexico, a small town just east of central central Mexico, 6,000 French troops faced 2,000 Mexican soldiers at daybreak. By that evening, the Mexicans have claimed victory. Days later, Juarez declared May 5th as a national holiday, celebrating Cinco de Mayo. That's what they did. Because at the time, I guess, let, let me explain it this way. Celebrating Cinco de Mayo was not always like this. It, in fact, it was something that the Mexican-Americans celebrated in the 1800s as an act of resistance. They began to celebrate the national holiday or the holiday because they also wanted to commemorate the acts of the resistance during the also the U.S.-Mexican War. Also holding their own after already incorporating themselves as Mexico. So what happened was, you know, the battle between Mexico and, and the United States. So we fought our, our boundaries and they were claiming their independence from us. In the process, the French said, you know, these guys are weak. Let's go over there and knock them out as well. Bullshit. These 2,000 Mexicans kicked ass. So now it's become a, um, a popular thing, you know, celebrating Cinco de Mayo. It should be more celebrated on the Mexican end more than the United States. But advertising and decorations about the holiday is focused on party rather than the aspect of the culture and the historical significance. The biggest pet peeve that a lot of people have to the holiday is people call it Cinco de Drinco. Growing up, a lot of Mexicans kind of shun away from that. This uh, professor right here says, at, at what point do we stop celebrating we not recognize the resistance of a historical event and just create it like a party? Gradilia, a professor, says... The cultural enforces or uh, represents more racism than anything. What's going to happen next? The Juneteenth day is going to be turned into a whole drinking day as well, like they have done with the, all the other days. Like Martin Luther King Day is a, is a day to re remember and reflect. Big his historical events. So you're going to see a lot more pushback on Cinco de Mayo, especially in uh, Arizona and Georgia, where a lot of the Mexican, the Latin voters, play a significant role in, in electing Joe Biden. So there you go. Cinco de Mayo might be uh, going by 
by the wayside, it, it's kind of like the slow turn as far as Christopher Columbus Day or Columbus Day. You know, he, he raped and pillaged and did all this stuff where they're now slowly, slowly turning it to Indigenous People Day and also Italian Appreciation. Is it Italian Appreciation Day? Also Italian Recognition Day at, at the same time. So Columbus Day in some states and some schools, are, it's actually been taken off the calendar and they're switching that out as well. So you'll see that in the near future. We're all getting, you know, quote unquote woke and we're changing the, the way we label our historical events so it makes us feel a little bit better. Now, granted, I understand, you know, blood and guts and loss of life is one thing, but let's not forget what actually happened and that joins us together to honor those events. Now, when we come back, it is getting into the summertime. It, it is getting hot out there. And believe it or not, there's an industry that's really, really suffering outside of the chicken manufacturing and stuff and the hot wings and all your restaurants and stuff can't find chicken because no one's there to process the chicken. Well, a lot of you are staying home a little bit more, a little bit longer. So there's a lot more maintenance that you do on your property, uh, not necessarily property, some of your your luxurious items that you have on your property that's causing a shortage. And we come back, I'll dive into that here in just one sec. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Bitch, I'm back in it. DJ told me spit that dose, I put some crack in it. Paper on the floor, in the field, running tracks in it. My foot in the game, bringing pain like a tag in it. Balling you a bad screaming, but I'm hot with it like Paco Psycho. Beat the beat like Michael. Jackson Tyson, I go. Boy, you just a typo. Beefing on the net, nah, that ain't shit that I do. Hit it block while All the way from Basefield, Mississippi. This is Shine with his latest song called Greatest. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. I'm not saying you're doing a bad job, but could you put a little more effort into it? And go. I love popcorn. Yeah? I was born a game show host. Came right out of the snatch asking questions. What are you going to do? Five seconds. Hold on a second. One second. Take those levels and bring them down. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. I can't read your language. I can only speak it. You're live on the air. Go ahead. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, who's this? This is Patrick. Hey, Patrick, how are you? We worked together about five years ago before I got fired. In a male strip club. <laughs> okay, here we go. I knew it was only a matter of time. You know, it's hard to get fired from a male strip club. Well, I stopped using the standard uh, castles. So. <laughs> I thought you refused the implants. <laughs> Deacon Live now presents you our very own Italian composer, David Anabali, with his latest song, Speranza. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Back to Deacon Live. We are broadcasting from the Help Mr. Beast studios, and the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Mr. Beast logo there, watch the video, and it'll show you how to help him as well. While you're over there, make sure you go to the social contacts and uh, get some free swag while you're there. And don't forget, all the music that you hear on Deacon Live is exclusive only to Deacon Live. You'll never hear this music anywhere else um, outside of Spotify, outside of their their own little websites and stuff. So make sure you go over there on the on the main page, click on 
click on their little logo there. Show them some support as well. All these bands that we have here on the show, they're great. They're just trying to make in the world like most of us are, and they would appreciate your love and support as well. Now, love and support, something that's been going on for many, many years and, and uh, almost extinct and has come back is the bison. Bison, buffalo, it all depends on where you're from. In in the United States, I believe that we call them bison. At one time, we called them buffalo. It's the same exact animal. Now, if you go to South America, I think they call them bison only, but it could be wrong on that, which wouldn't be the first time. Now, the bison or the buffalo, I'm just going to call them bison from now on, so you guys follow along. Now, the bison here in the United States was almost wiped out completely. As the exploration of the whole United States, you know, we went from 13 colonies to all the different purchases and stuff. And what helped us and fed us along the way was the, the bison. We could use their skin for shelter, uh, for clothing and stuff. We ate their meat that fed our wagon trails and stuff. But for the most part, the bison was almost completely wiped out. Now they've gone back to out of the um, endangered species. They're not even like warning that they're going to die. Now in the Grand Canyon, they're opening up bison hunting season. The first controlled bison hunting season Inside the Grand the Grand Canyon National Park will take place this fall. The Arizona Game and Fish Commission and the National Park Services announced the dates for the application must be processed on April 27th all the way up until opening day. According to the National Park Services, there are three to 500 free-ranging bison at the park's north rim. They are descendants from the 86 buffalo that were brought there 115 years ago by the, by the rancher Charles, quote, Buffalo Jones. Over time... The herd has expanded and damaged water sources, trampled on vegetations, and harmed the archaeological sites in the Grand Canyon National Park. In 2017, the National Park Service conducted an environmental estimates with the goal of reducing the bison population by 200 animals by using one of two methods. One is lethal removal, which allows qualified individuals to go hunt the bison and kill them off, or live transfer of the animals to other parts of the United States. Well, where do you put them? They normally transfer transfer them over to a tribal Native American tribes in that area. The Intertribal Buffalo Council, which represents 69 tribes in 19 states, they partnership with them to allow them to, to be on their land. In September 2020, the Park Service and the Arizona Game and Fish agreed on a plan to hold a controlled hunt on the North Rim to hunt the bison. So here, here's what happens. A pool of 25 applicants will be selected. From, a, uh, from that pool, 12 people will be chosen by random in the lottery to participate in the hunt. The goal is to reduce the herd by 200 animals. The hunters must be able to haul the carcass without a motorized assistant. That means you got to pick that shit up and carry it. The hunt will take place over five weeks this fall, September 20th to 24th. Future dates will be announced all the way to October 29th, right before Halloween. So there you go. So you must be a citizen of the United States, 18 or older, must be able to pay for a background investigation. Okay, so certified high level of physical fitness, have a firearm safety, uh, and I'll post all these. Let me write that down so I can post it. I'll post it all up on the Deacon Live section of the Proper Radio website, and you can see all this. If you want to go hunt some bison, I don't know. You know, bison meat, when we were out there at the um, Yellowstone National Park, we stopped somewhere and had bison. They they said, i got to have it, got to try it if you're out there. So we had a bison burger and stuff. Tastes the same, but it's weird. It's like you can eat a chicken egg and be fine with eating a chicken egg, but someone goes, here, try a duck egg. And you're like going, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to eat that. It's the same thing with cheese. Here's some, you know, regular cheese made with a cow. Here's some goat cheese. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I want to try that. It's weird how our mind thinks that way. 
Now, something that's, that's going away or becoming in shortage of, you know, on a hot day, for me, I'm, I'm a Florida boy, born and raised. You're, you're allowed to have two friends. You want to have two friends. If you're trying to make friends in Florida, you want to have these two friends. You want to have a friend that has a boat, and you also want to have a friend that has a pool. Now, I know in the Florida area, you know, the summer, winter, winter's nothing really in, in Florida, so you, you basically swim year-round. But because now we're all home a lot more, you got the kids at home, you got the neighbors at home, you got everyone at home. And if you have a pool, guess what? That pool is doing double duty. You know what else is doing double duty? You are trying to maintain that thing. So right now, a chlorine shortage could disrupt everyone's summertime fun. You ready to take a dip in the pool this summer? A nationwide chlorine shortage could spoil those plans. It's been a concern for us for many years, says the owner, Cody Salicher, owner of the Texas Pool Professionals in Rockwell, Texas. Salicher, who's been in the business for 17 years, whose company services 200 clients weekly, says he's recently begun to stockpile chlorine tablets. The industry publications began reporting shortages of chlorine tablets last year, and the supply became limited after the BioLab, a chlorine manufacturer in Lake Charles, Louisiana, was severely damaged by fire in August of 2020 after Hurricane Laura swept through. The effects of the lockdowns during COVID-19 also contributed more to the pool usage and upkeep. More pool companies were switching to alternative methods to sanitizing the pool and predicted the price of chlorine would rise. Get ready, folks. I can call it Pool Mageddon, which is hard to say. It's also a chlorine crisis. Lots of people are not going to be able to find chlorine tablets, and they need this this season coming up. Author Rudy Stakowitz told uh, he has worked in the industry for more than 30 years and author of the book How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae must be a, tur- a page turner. Is the CEO of Aquatic Facility Trainings and Consultations in Gainesville, Florida. All right, I take that back. Gainesville, Florida and the things up there takes a lot of work to, to get, maintain those pools up there. Chlorine is most commonly used to treat pools and the water, effectively killing harmful germs and bacteria. Without proper amounts of chlorine, swimmers be exposed to several areas. Illnesses, including diarrhea, cha-cha-cha, hepatitis A, swimmer's ear, and athlete's foot. So there you go. Chlorine also helps prevent swimming pools from becoming a hotbed for mosquitoes and other associated disease. A to preventing unsafe conditions could contribute to drowning, such as cloudy water. You can't see the bottom. Oh, where's little Timmy? Timmy! <laughs> So the Center of Disease Control and Prevention recommends a free chlorine concentration of at least one part per million, one part per million in swimming pools and, sorry, three part per million in hot tubs. Yeah, <laughs> cesspool there. Both levels should be checked regularly when in use. Atlanta-based researcher firm PK Data reported there are 5.2 million residential in-ground pools in the United States and 255,000 commercial pools. The number above ground pools is unknown because you don't have to register them. Stankowitz, the author, estimated that 60 to 70 percent of those pools use chlorine tablets, not like the salt water or the salt pools where actually the salt reacts with the ionized something and creates its own chlorine. So there you go. Um, get ready for a shortage. Of, we're running out of everything. We're running out of everything because of this pandemic. We're running out of ketchup. We're running out of chicken wings. We're running out of chlorine. And I need those three, damn it. Not in that order, but I need those three to survive. Not the chlorine because we don't have a pool here in, in the Carolinas. All right, we'll come back. Uh, we'll get into how to make millions. Are you re- are you guys signed up for Dogecoin? Dogecoin or however you want to pronounce it? Well, do me a favor. Follow me and I'll, I'll get you a link and we'll get some free stocks in the, in the meantime. So stick around. I'll, I'll get into a little bit what's going on with the Dogecoin if you're not familiar with it. I'll explain a little bit here shortly. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. First. 
You're listening to Park Stewart with his latest song about everything that's going on in 2021. This song is called Want to Be Heard. For more information, go to properradio.com. Now it's time for Lessons Learned with Jason Howell. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. So now you got snots going, or you got, you got nasal drip going on. You got the swine bird flu. Yeah, I got the nasal drip. I've got the mucus in the lungs, the, the body aches, sore. You know, then we had to work three hours straight to tear it out, which was just fantastic. Now, didn't you take, like, Airborne or anything? No, that's for... That's, that stuff doesn't work. But no, I mean, playing with a little two prop plane, or didn't even have where the sunshade goes down on it. It didn't have none of that. It was so old. So you, it was just. Uh, where did you fly out of? Miami or did you Fort Lauderdale? Where did you fly out? Orlando. Of? Orlando. Orlando. All, I was there. All the way to the Bahamas. Yeah, it's only an hour and a half flight, but it took us six hours to get there. Imagine that. What? Because it was delayed. Oh. Delayed. They're a bikini. They were leaving. They said, "Oh man, we just checked our oxygen bottle on board. It's expired." So, we have to so, it out. so nobody. Does it got a time on the oxygen bottle that it went out, or is it all day thing? The flight wasn't until six o'clock at night, so you guys been flying back and forth, obviously. And now someone's gonna realize, oh, the oxygen bottle's expired. Mm, we right, just found out. Minutes. Yeah, just found out. Oh, it'll be five minutes. I'm like, this is gonna be an hour and a half. So, like, an hour and a half later. So, so shift change came in, and the guy who actually did his job comes in. You know, new guy. He's like, going, all right, I'm going to check everything on this list. All right, pellers intact. Oh. <laughs> Wheels good. Oxygen tank. Oh, oh, oh. no, no, no. <laughs> the pilot's like freaking out. He's like going, "Come on, man. Come on. Really, honestly." Four zero seven zero seven four four eight four eight eight zero zero. Deacon Live now presents you Social Insight with their latest song, A Love Song, all the way from Austria. This is their single from the upcoming album released this past May 1st called Provocateur. Find them on Spotify and for more information, go to properradio.com. Ich sage Danke für die Zeit und für die Jahre, in denen wir zusammen sind. Hand in Hand ging's auf die Reise. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all our social contacts. The way you do that is go to Proper Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. And while you're there, get some free swag. And we are broadcasting from the Help Mr. Beast studios. Click on the Mr. Beast logo and watch the video, and you can see your way to help him fighting Crohn's disease. Now, this summertime, you know, outside of jumping in and out of the pool, make sure you have enough chlorine out there. Uh, you also want to make sure that your lawn, it's springtime. Everyone wants their lawn to be nice and, and, and pretty. And one of the things they do up here in North Carolina, which is weird, this is all native, uh, not native, this is all foreign to me. Is they put pine needles everywhere. Pine needles score. Man, <laughs> I hate pine needles. I want mulch. I want eucalyptus. I want the cypress. I want all that stuff. Now, a Virginia fire marshal warns about spontaneous combustible mulch 
after you put it in your bed since a $1.3 million house caught on fire. I know you're like going, what happened to the $200,000 house that caught on fire? Eh, that's another story. Virginia Fire Marshal is warning homeowners about the dangers of mulch. It can spontaneously combust and cause extensive damage uh, after a recent fire ignited by a common garden and landscape product. In Ludon County in Virginia, the fire marshal said the fire Tuesday caused more than $1.3 million of damages in Aldi, A-L-D-I-E, was started by, started by mulch, whoever wrote this is <laughs> corrective grammar, that ignited on its own. Spontaneous combustion happens when decomposing organic materials such as mulch generates enough heat to ignite itself without an outside source. Because of this, large amounts of compacted areas of mulch can create a significant amount of heat and spontaneous combust. Remember, in all cases, mulch fires do more likely to start when the weather is hot and it's been dry for an extended period of time. Right here, you can see this fire, and the way you can see this is go to ProfitRadio.com, click on the Deacon Live section for every podcast we do. We have a live video in the same sense in tandem, so you can see all these uh, the articles and stuff right here. So let me let me switch screens here so you can see this. Here we go. You ready? Check this out. So this right here. This is Tuesday's fire in Aldi. Does $1.3 million. This places four and prompts warnings from the fire marshal to use caution and follow important safety precautions when using landscaping. So the fire spontaneously combusts. Now, here on the French, we've got a compost pile. We have horses and, and chickens and, and all the stuff that they poop. They poop. And I know when I've moved that, that compost pile, it's hot. I can see steam because I have to turn it because we use it on, on certain parts of the property to keep the hay growing in the yard. So or the grass growing in, in the pastures. And it's hot. I mean, it's steamy hot. Like, you know, everyone makes one, oh, it took a hot, steamy mess. Well, yeah, it's hot and steamy. Now, I don't think the... um the compost pile is going to catch on fire, but I guess certain types of mulch, if you lay it down, if it's out there too long, this this is the first time I've ever heard of mulch catching on fire. So there might be a little bit more to the story, but that's what they're saying, that the, com- the compost is or the mulch is catching on fire. So like, eh, it might be a rare incident. It might be like close to a some kind of source, like, what a, like an AC, like an AC outside handler gets a little warm. There might be an electrical wire or, or conduit that gets a little warm, might, might have sparked it up. Now, something that's sparking up right now is Dogecoin or Dogecoin or depending on what side of the, the country you live on. The investors are freaking out as of today about the prominent member of the community who shares what he believes to be the massive Doge clue from the do- Doge father himself, Elon Musk. Now, what I'm saying there is Dogecoin has come out as, as a, a myth. It was a it was a myth, like a, a, a joke. It was a meme, if you ever if, if you're familiar with that term. And it has actually taken off. Now, it's, it's a, a what they call a cryptocurrency. It really has no value other than the persons and people that, that value the money that they put into it. For example, this piece of paper, I say, is worth a dollar. And then everyone else says, basically, what our U.S. money is, is based on. It's not backed by gold or silver anymore. It's based on trust. We were taken off the, the Federal Reserve, the Gold Foundation, which backs our money uh, back in the uh 
Depression era. Uh, if you if you're familiar with uh, dollar bills that say uh, silver certificate and stuff, our money was based on gold and silver. Now it's not. It's just based on if I say this is a dollar and I give you a dollar, you and I both agree that this is worth a dollar. Same thing with this piece of paper. This piece of paper right here, I could tell you it's worth fifty cents, and you're like, oh well, I, I'll give you fifty one cents for it. No, I won't give it to you. I'll give you fifty two cents for it. All right, I'll give it to you, and then you've got the fifty two cent piece of paper, and you go on down the line, and people want to buy it from you, and so on and so forth. So the man behind the final stand of YouTube, Matt Wallace, is the one offering up this clue about Dogecoin and the channels and platforms he has has over 165,000 subscribers. Now, in recent videos, Wallace goes over and believes that Dogecoin clue is hidden by Elon Musk in his own personal Spotify playlist. Now, this guy dives really deep. He's basically saying that Dogecoin, Elon Musk, is leaving all these clues in his Spotify playlist that he that he releases out to people saying that and for those of you who don't know Elon Musk is the one kind of pushing this thing he claims that Tesla may be working on a plan to upgrade the Dogecoin network by making it use of a lot of satellites and all this other stuff it, there's a lot of stuff in there I think what's happening is I think he's trying to create his own money and this Dogecoin is his own currency and he's basically saying, here's a piece of paper that I own, and I say it's worth 52 cents, and who who wants to buy it? Well, why would I buy it? It's no different than an NFT. If you're not familiar with NFT, I, that's a whole other show and a broadcast in itself. And it's basically saying it's only worth what it's valued to you, or valued to me and valued to you. To the average person not keeping up with Dogecoin, this likely sounds like a crazy idea. However, he's got a lot of evidence to back this up. So some of the examples that Elon Musk has been, been releasing is, has been spelling out like Doge number one. He also spelled out like BTC, which is the Bitcoin, all these cryptocurrency. So is Elon Musk dropping massive Doge clues? Doge. Doge. I always sound French. That investors of cryptocurrency need to be aware of? Is this the next big thing for digital assets and starting out as a meme? Well, the jury's still out on this one. So Doge was up 45% this morning over a 24-hour period. Crypto investors are looking for something else to pour over instead of Dogecoin conspiracy with Elon Musk. Their theories are in luck. So there's also, what is it, Ethereum? Riot Blockchain, and also SafeMoon. Investors can also get the speed up on the latest news and topics with the links below. All right, so there's a whole bunch of links below. So Dogecoin basically only has the only value based on whoever values that thing as a valued object. So I've got it, and uh, I bought it at, I started it when it was like five cents. As a joke, I threw a hundred bucks at it and said what happened. And then that hundred bucks turned into, well, it went to 55 cents. I'll let you do the math on that. I've got a, a, a link out there. I'll let you guys click on that if you want to join us on this whole Deutsche coin excursion. And you can get some free stocks as well through the Robinhood app. All right, let's see, what are we doing? Flip my paper back over. All right, when we come back, we'll dive into humans that do crazy things here in the last week. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Stop being so thirsty when you know it ain't no good for you. Listening to Eric B. 
Turner with his latest song, Ain't No Good. Former lead voice from the world-famous Rock and Roll Hall of Fame group called The Drifter. His latest song combines the essence of R&B, gospel, blues, and funk all into one package. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Profit Radio has asked you to like our page. What? What am I supposed to do? Hell yes. Profit Radio has oh. asked you to like our oh. page. You want me to? Uh, I accept them. We at Profit Radio would love for you to like our page. What? Facebook? Cool. Got that one too. Yes, oh. I'm good. We Shit. at Profit Radio. Yeah, I accept that one too. Would love for you. Holy Christ! To like Honey, this is awesome. Our page. This is Shit. awesome. What? This is awesome! I'm, 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 I'm doing it! I'm doing it! Okay, got it. Oh, shit. Make sure you follow us on Facebook. Profit Radio. Deacon Live now presents to you Nepatnane Nankai with her latest song, An Old Butterfly. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks, and the way you do that is go to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the social contact section. You could get some free swag while you're there. Just fill out a little form. And we are broadcasting from the Help Mr. B studio. While you're there, click on the Mr. Beast, watch the video, click like, share that video as well. Now, we were talking about weird humans or people just doing humans now that we're in a pandemic and we're slowly being able to let out, slowly be able to creep into the fields, which is our world. A competition held in Madrid, Spain is called the Sleeping Competition. Yes, this is a thing. It's a competition held in Madrid, Spain where the contestants are all required to fall into a deep sleep as quickly as possible in order to win. The competition is known as the National Siesta Championship and the winner gets a cash prize of a thousand pounds or euros. So I think that transfers to um, I forget in US dollars. Oh, that's easy. I can fall asleep anywhere. Sure, no problem. But the catch is it's held in a busy shopping center. So I know that I take uh, sleeping aids at night. It's a little purple pill. It's a generic one. I take a couple of those at night. My wife does the gummy bear or gummy bear. She does the gummy melatonin. Uh, we've switched on and off with her. Her brain just can't turn off. For whatever reason, I know she's got a very stressful job. We try to watch, you know, calming stuff at night. Uh, we try to, you know, I rub her back when she's trying to, you know, tr- just try to get it. But all the time she wakes up two, three o'clock in the morning. I'm sure like everyone else in the world that has a problem sleeping can understand her pain. And I'm like going, babe, you need to do something. You need to go get Ambien. Well, Ambien makes you walk around neat and and do crazy stuff. (laughs) 
I know. It does. But at least you can get a good night's sleep. You wake up in the morning. Ugh, why am I dressed like a, you know, Victorian something? I don't know, babe. You were walking around dressing yourself, walking around saying that you wanted to talk and do a bunch of stuff. I know Ambient makes you do crazy things. Now, something else that makes you do crazy things is uh, this this planet right now with all the COVID and everyone being trapped and stuff in their homes. And we're like I said, we're slowly being released. We're slowly being able to get out. This woman was found alive after being missing for five months. She just went up missing. Boom. A woman was found alive in Diamond Fork Canyon out there where the bison are <laughs> Monday after she was reported missing for five months. On November 25th, like right around Thanksgiving 2020, U.S. Forest Service officials found the car in a parking lot of a campground in Diamond Fork area near Spanish Fork Canyon. Along with the car, officials found camping equipment and information leading them to identify the person was camping there. A search in the area performed in the Utah County performed in Utah by the Utah County Sheriff's Office. Detectives searched and searched and searched and couldn't rescue them and found no one. Found absolutely no one. Here's more in the story right here. Now you can watch this video if you go to ProfitRadio.com. Click on Deacon Live. For every podcast we do, we also have a matching. Am I recording? Please tell me I'm recording. I'm recording. <laughs> Clicked on the wrong screen. I'm, I'm freaking out. Here we go. Here's more in the story from ABC News 4. For five months, was found alive in Diamond Fork Canyon. Last November, crews found her car. They found her camping equipment, but they say it appeared to be abandoned. Then yesterday, they found a tent, and she was inside. The Utah County Sheriff's Office says she willingly chose to stay there the entire time. She ate things like mass, or excuse me, moss and grass Massive to survive. Moss. They took her to a local hospital for a mental health evaluation. So there you go. She was actually camping out, getting away from everything. She, I guess she was suffering from some kind of mental disorder, and she was out there camping, and uh, she ate moss, massive mosses of grass out there camping and stuff. I know it's not a laughing matter, but that's what happened. Now, w- something that is a laughing matter, some people that are wanting to get out and explore the world a little bit more, when people get a certain age... The older they get, you know, let's say um, you don't have any kids, you don't have any family members or anything like that, you get kind of put in a nursing home. I mean, that's what either the state puts you in there or the kids don't care about you get put in there or whatever the case may be. Some things you'll never forget, though, you know, when you get put in a nursing home, there's there's a lot of stuff that your memories fade in and out and you get confused sometimes. <clears throat> so there are branches of a nursing home or elderly protective facilities that put you in what they call the quote unquote um, memory loss section. Some things you never forget, even if you're losing your memory is just like this elderly couple from Tennessee who broke out of an assisted living facility. And how did they do it? Well, let me explain this a little bit. It's kind of cool. So a husband and wife, each who have reportedly suffered from either dementia or Alzheimer, were successfully able to escape the secure memory unit, which is the memory unit, you know, where you get put, in March, out into the city of Lebanon, which is in Tennessee. All just because the husband somehow was able to remember and conjure up his military experience. Now, he didn't slice or dice or or beat the guards down or anything like that. According to the Tennessean, the guy would listen to the staffers as they punched in their security codes at the front door. And he managed to figure out exactly the combination using his trained Morse code ear. He took Morse code when he was in the military or had to do the Morse code in the military. It appears he hatched up a plan together with him and his wife to walk out the front door on Tuesday, having gone undetected and unaccounted for for about 30 minutes or so. The paper says somebody found them walking down the street about a few blocks away. Now, if they were dressed in normal clothes, no one would have thought anything of them. But if 
they were dressing like hospital stuff. Hey, come back here. You're crazy. Get over here. Uh, they were eventually returned to facility in one piece. Still, what a hell of a scheme that was. Now, the facility, known as MCROP, didn't walk away from this without being or getting punishment. The Tennessean, the newspaper reported that it got dinged by the state with a fine. But it was just a couple thousand bucks. So uh, they, the guy, he, he, he did Morse code. Now, if you don't know what Morse code is, we talked about that uh, save our ship, the three dots and three dashes and three dots. Um, this gentleman was keen on the Morse code, and he was listening to the thing, you know, you know, like your phone, the, the tones on the phone. I don't know if a passcode would do that, but he learned, he'd listen to it and learn the combination and figured out that, hey, I, I think I got, honey, honey, honey. Yes? Uh, I think I got the code to get out of here. Who are you? Um, I got the code to get out of here. Put on your best uh, bloomers, and we're right out the door here this Tuesday. We're going to break out. And it, and it, uh, we're we're going to break out. We're going to go down the road, and I don't know what the hell we're going to do after that. Okay, honey. I love you so much. I love you, too. Smooches. Smooches. And then they, that's what they did. They broke out. All right, come back. You ever seen a koala bear in, like, posters and pictures and stuff? They're so nice. They look so gentle. You just want to cuddle them up and pet them and stuff. Well, when we come back, this koala bear didn't want to be touched at all. He's like, hey, mind your own business. I'm out here chilling. There's no need to put me in a tree. We'll dive into that, and then uh, we'll let you get back to what you got to do. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Listening to Girl Pal Way with their latest song, Body on Froze. This is a raw, emotional, melodic song. For more information, go to ProfitRadio.com. Hold on one sec. Hey, you're on the air. I am. You are on the air. I, okay. Uh, well, I, I wasn't calling to talk on the air. I, so I guess give me a call back when you have a second. Okay, I sure will. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> well, I don't know what that was about, but anyways, stick around. We'll be right back. Shawty on my left side. We gonna take a trip to the west side. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two shots for the summertime. Give me your love, I'ma make you mine. Yeah. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Two shots for the summertime. Give me your love, I'ma make you mine. Yeah. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social contacts, and the way you do that is go to properradio.com. We are broadcasting from the Help Mr. Beast. Studios just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful little town we like to call Marshall. Now, you know, some of you people out there, you people out there, you know who I'm talking about. You know, you can't deal with what's going on in the world. And uh, sometimes, you know, us being trapped in our homes, you get a little bit anxious. You get a little bit, of, especially if you're renting and you got three or four other people that you're renting a house with. Now, this woman right here just wanted to, wanted to get free, wanted to get out of here, said, I'm tired of this. Uh, I, I don't like what's going on. So this woman right here, Gail 
met Wally, 47, faces multiple arson-related charges, including first and second degree attempted murder, first degree arson, first degree assault, malicious burning, and malicious destruction of property, and reckless endangerment uh, in this case. Now, those of you who don't know, this woman in Maryland, Cecil County, Deputy State Fire Marshals charged her with multiple arson-related charges. Witness reported observing the woman, later identified as Gail Metwally, 47, setting multiple fires at the home and was sitting in a chair, a lawn chair, in the front yard where she watched the fire engulf the home. After a few minutes, Metwally walked away from the scene while the home was on fire. Witnesses heard the occupants in the building coming from a basement window yelling for help. Bystanders safely assisted her out of the window while responding to the scene. Cecil County Sheriff's officers observed Metwally in the area and she was detained and transported to the Maryland State Police Department in Northeast Barrack. So what happened was this woman just, I don't know, had enough. There's more details here. It's, it's a weird, weird story. And the way you see this is go to ProfitRadio.com and click on Deacon Live for every podcast we do. We have a matching video as well. So here we go. A Cecil County woman is behind bars facing charges of arson after allegedly setting a house on fire in Elkton on Thursday. WMAR 2 News' Jeff Hager has more on how a victim barely made it out alive. Investigators say the woman set this house on fire and then stuck around to watch it burn. This image shows flames consuming the house on Cherry Lane in Elkton as 52-year-old Blenda Holbrook found herself trapped in the basement before a pair of men pulled her from a window. Holbrook's sister, Pat Bernal, says someone had tossed a trash can on the stairway, blocking her path to get out. Jesus! And that house was like bawling, like balls of flame coming out of the house, like you see in the movies. She almost burned to death in that house. And I'm just really thankful she's okay. And, you know, she had, when she was talking to me, she said, Pat, it burned my hair. It singed my hair. And... You know, he lost everything. Investigators with the state fire marshal's office quickly focused in on another resident from the home, 47-year-old Gail Metwally, as a possible suspect. The 911 caller stated that she actually went inside the house, uh, set multiple items and multiple fires inside the house. She then exited the house and proceeded to sit on a lawn chair where she actually watched the fire spread throughout the house. Mental. Bernal says Metwally had recently returned to the home after being confined elsewhere for mental issue and repeated pleas to authorities in recent months to address her ongoing behavioral issues had gone ignored. During this COVID, uh, you know, they were renting a room from him, from what I understand, and, you know, he couldn't put her out because of COVID, but what does it take? I'm just really thankful to the two guys who helped her out of that basement because I don't believe she'd be here today if they hadn't helped her. She snapped. She snapped. She already had mental issues. She was renting a house. This is a beautiful house. It's a like two-story, probably four-bedroom, three-and-a-half bath type thing. Beautiful house in Maryland, and she snapped. She set fire to the place and, and had someone down in the basement. I don't know what happened there. You burned my hot dogs. You know, <laughs> Something as stupid as that. And Well, I'm going to burn your face. I'm going to burn the whole house down. Jesus. Holy mackerel. So I'll, I'll post that. But I write that down so I remember, remember. And you can see that on the shared on section of the Deacon Live podcast. Now, you guys know what a koala bear is, right? All cute and fluffy. Uh, you have to be careful because I think they transfer syphilis. Is it syphilis? Some kind of venereal disease, which is rare. Uh, but they do. They, 
<laughs> they transfer. Now, in Florida or in the in the southern states where we have a lot of turtles, we have a lot of reptiles and stuff, uh, you'll see a turtle crossing a road. And then you'll, you know, what do they always say? If you help a turtle across the road, first thing you want to do is to make sure to take it to the side that it was going to. All right? That's the first rule with helping a turtle across the street. Second of all, wash your hands. Third of all, someone always says, if you help a turtle across the road, that's one more golden ticket that you get into heaven. If you believe that or not, but I mean, it's true. The turtle, you know, it, it's trying to cross this major highway or major road or something like that. Now in Australia, they've got a different set of of things that are crossing a road. And one of them is this cute little koala bear. This cute little koala bear is trying to cross the road, and for the most part, it's been out in the middle of the road, and, and motor vehicles are, are, are trying to dodge it and go around it and stuff. It could cause an accident. So this one brave citizen might jumped out of his car and is trying to help this koala get across the street to these luxurious eucalyptus trees that are right across the street. And this is the video captured by his daughter. An Australian man who was trying to rescue the animal on the side of the road in southern Queensland. The footage was uploaded by Laws Wright, L-O-Z-Z-W-R- I-G-H-T, shows her dad sporting heavy-duty gloves, picks up the marsupial, and tries to bring it to a nearby tree. The marsupial tries to break free. Several witnesses and drivers swerved to avoid the koala before pulling it over, and Wright carried it to safety. She also said that her father also rescues multiple koalas before, so this is nothing new for him, so including the one that's been hit by a car, he's rescued that one as well. I guess her dad has these gloves in his car to handle, because they've got claws. I mean, claws like tiger claws like bear well i guess it's a koala bear they're dummy claws like bear claws but they're a smaller scale now listen to what actually happens when this koala gets picked up and he's trying to help little marsupio there get across the street i'm gonna blow this up and you can watch this video go to deacon live go to profitradio.com and click on the deacon live section and you can see this video here we go full scale everyone's ready go he's just sitting there he's a koala bear like a small dog, like a 40-pound dog, just sitting there. Nope. That's him. He's got long arms, too. You hear him? He, it's like a human, like holding a child that's got, like, longer than regular arms. Now he's kind of relaxed a little bit. He's walking him over to a tree. Get a picture. Get a fat out. You're angry, little pup. Angry, little pup. You're angry. He's he's me mugging him. Okay. He puts him at the base of the tree. Right up the tree. There he goes. Holy shit, that guy was pissed off. I wouldn't come that close to a marsupial or a koala bear if that happened. His arms are longer than it's it's the reach. I mean, he's got a big, long reach. He could have swung around and ripped his eyeballs off. You've seen people like do that with monkeys. You know, pick them up, and all of a sudden the monkey rips the person's face off. We've seen news stories about that. All right, guys, on that note, <laughs> speaking of ripping faces off, uh, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening to us, downloading us. Make sure you go to the Prophet Radio website. Show all our musical artists that we showcase here on D. Deacon Live, a bunch of love. Go to ProfitRadio.com, and while you're there, click on uh, Free Swag. Get some free swag, we'll send it out to you. And make sure you click on Be Heard and leave us a message that will come right to us, and we'll play it in the very next podcast. On behalf of you guys listening to us, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for listening to us. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight, and goodnight.
Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.